Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwynn, and the Insider Crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 32. We're back around the table with uh, Manny and Damon, and uh, Robert's uh, in the other room making sure everything happens for us. But today we have a special guest, Ilko Nechev, PCA's advertising director in full clear HD, might I add. <laughs> he got get used to it. Up. <laughs> so we're going to tell the world how you've Good lived morning, with dial-up. You've lived with dial-up for all this, all these years, and we finally made you go uh, full scale. Either uh, that or he's faking it during the meetings when he has to answer a question. And he don't like this. And <laughs> I've learned that from my son, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he freezes. <laughs> and we go, well, we'll get back to Elko. Well, it's good to have you, Ilko, and uh, I know we're going to get to a certain segment that uh, you'll share a lot of information on what you did last weekend. But uh, throughout the segment, just uh, like you're here at the table, uh, jump in on anything that uh, we might be talking about. Thank you for having me. I've been listening to this for so long and uh, now being part of it finally, and uh, it's it's been fun. Cool, cool. I think he said that like he was expecting to be on earlier, <laughs> not this far. 32 episodes into the podcast. All right. Where do we want to start, Manny? Uh, I did learn something. Uh, you don't get a ham and cheese sandwich at the airport and then sit on it for five hours or six hours before you eat it. Because when we stopped in St. Louis, cause, you know, we fly southwest and southwest is basically a bus that flies because it makes all these stops. <laughs> and we love Southwest. You, yes, before you get to your destination. And so we had to stop in St. Louis to drop off people and pick people up. And uh, that's why I took the opportunity to eat my sandwich that I bought in San Jose for five hours earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the whole time I'm eating, I'm questioning going, we got a two-hour flight from St. Louis to BWI. And if I start to have an upset stomach... <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate that you offered it to me, but uh, being the experienced traveler that I am, I ate very preserved things. I had chips and nuts, and uh, yeah, I didn't want to take a chance on that fresh or not so fresh sandwich yeah, that you I had. Because we had eaten a late breakfast, we had a meeting, breakfast meeting. Then we, uh, when we were out in California, then uh, you know, I wasn't hungry for lunch yet, and. You know, four hours, five hours, that's okay, right? I mean, like pizza, for example. You can leave that out for a few hours and yeah, it's but all he good. Had, he had like a sandwich with like... It didn't have yeah. mayonnaise, fortunately. It was just... I was worried... <laughs> well, I mean, the sandwich is closed. You can't see the mayonnaise, right? So... No, you can taste it, though. <laughs> you can't see it. It's bad. all good. Okay, people <laughs> tune into this to hear car stuff, not our sandwich well, uh, it's, it's The struggle's real when you, <laughs> when you fly <laughs> southwest. <laughs> well, let's talk about car stuff that we did recently. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, yeah, he can't even wait. He, I, I, he Damon is bursting at the seams. <laughs> he to he give got us the results up. from the autocross tattooed in his arm. <laughs> yeah, all, all it took was for the fast people not to show up. Um, <laughs> and cold weather. And cold weather, exactly. Uh, but I'll, I'll fast forward, or I should say rewind a little bit. Um, so a couple weekends ago, I finished installing Cayman R brakes onto my base Cayman, which, funny enough, Ilko is the one who referred... Uh, that new used set of brakes to me from, from Renless. So I bought those a year and a half ago, rebuilt them, um, you know, cleaned them all up, got the pistons in, a new boot and uh, a dust seal kit, which you see there, those blue high temp um, uh, boots, and put them on the car. 
And it was a fairly simple job until I got to, and there's the old brake line you see right there with the uh, little coil on it. And there, there's a new brake line, which is the Goodridge Phantom, I believe, stainless steel and, and whatever, the, the, the good stuff. Uh, it's a very simple job, but there's one thing that you must remember is do not ever introduce air into the system or else you will be going through a ton of brake fluid trying to get that air out. Um, I thought I had enough. Uh, to bleed yeah. the brakes, and I didn't, oh. and I pumped in a bunch of pressurized air into the, the master oh, cylinder. So the the uh, oh. reservoir went oh. Yeah, the, the reservoir, reservoir emptied, Gosh. and it took me, I kid you not, I think six cans of brake fluid just to get all the bubbles out. I did it in my 914. Oh, yeah. That's the worst feeling when I went to go look at the reservoir, and I could that, see the hole, and it was bare, and I'm like, oh. That is my worst fear. Yeah. Like when, when I, I'm doing, you know, brake flushes and stuff, I go back to the reservoir way too many times, but it's so that I don't end up, you know, it was a waste of money, air. you yeah. know, and, and time. Um, but I got, was like got through it. Water. Look at all that air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so that was, um, so I used two cans or about two cans and then it wasn't enough. There were still some bubbles and then I just, air started shooting out of the brake caliper. And so this clip here is, it's all coming out of the front. Uh, that is the rear, I believe, because well, that's the I reused a, a set of uh, uh, brake so, discs. So here's the question: Did you use like a motive? Um, yeah, yeah. Thing? So, so there's there's two ways to use a motive. Um, you know, uh, brake pressure bleeder. bleeder. Yeah. So some people, I think that probably the recommended way is you put the fluid into the motive mm -hmm. container and then you pump it into the master cylinder. But it's kind of messy. So what I do is I actually just fill the master cylinder to the very top, mm -hmm. and then I hook it up, and I just use the pressure. The pressure, and that's why I'm going back to the master cylinder all the time to see how far it's dropped. Yeah. But I never actually put fluid into oh, the motive bleeder itself. Yeah, do I? Yeah, yeah. I had a motive that it seemed to it seemed to uh, break earlier. Mm. And I thought maybe it's because of fluid, you mm -hmm. know, uh, if you don't clean I it I just properly. use it to pressurize. Interesting. Well, so w there was still fluid in the bottom of my, my the pressure bleeder, you know, maybe half an inch to an inch or so. So I thought that I had some left, but where it picks up inside it's, the yeah, no, no, is no, somewhere no. else. Exactly. exactly. So, um, yeah, I just started pumping air. But, but I got through it. And um, this past weekend, I autocrossed and I finally won my class in nice. SCCA's STR. Well, car is um, looking very good. Yeah, yeah so. Well. Yeah, it stops so just great. One thing to mention, guys, yep. as far as the uh, the brake fluid and using six cans, yeah, I had to replace the master cylinder on a non Porsche last year, mm -hmm. and uh, if you have clean fluids, you can put it in a clean container. Even if you get a lot of air, you can recirculate it into the system, and then your last bleed would be with a. Uh, a fresh can. Fresh can. Yeah. 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 So I saved a couple cans just in case that had to happen, but fortunately. Not what I was expecting to hear from the advertising director. <laughs> I thought he <laughs> would encourage you to buy more brake fluid. <laughs> buy drums. That's how we're, we're, we're realistic here at PCA. We let you know the, yep. real, the real deal. Yep. Uh, the, the other, um, so, I, so I've used that motive for a while, but then Peter Smith kind of um, put me on to, there's a, uh, a bleeder that, you connect to your air compressor, mm -hmm. and I have one of those, and that I've actually works that. pretty well too. Again, I'm filling up the um, the the master cylinder, and then at the um, bleeder point, there's like a, it's almost like a little venturi kind of 
vacuum thing that's created with the air compressor mm-hmm. and it basically sucks out from the bleeder point and that's worked out pretty well too i, I like nice. that nice. so i have two that's two, professional two shops two that's what professional shops use yeah, yeah yep. so I'm, I'm yeah and um yeah it works out pretty well so you then, attribute your win to the new uh, i don't know it was bub- bubbleless uh it was just it was crazy system. um it, it was a cold day it was at summit point and it was uh the washington dc region secca autocross and uh, the really, really fast people weren't there. So Craig and, and Marcus Pine is usually at the top. And, you know, uh, three seconds in front First of all, me. you never say the fast I was about people to say, there. Yeah. You, you just took you, we, we had you up here. Yeah. <laughs> and now you, you said, well, all the fast people were busy yeah, yeah. that day. Well, I shouldn't say all the fast people. So there were a couple other. Um, there, There's a couple who drives a 2010 Miata uh, in my class who always beat me by the, the husband – two seconds and mm-hmm. the wife i believe by one second um and a couple other people who beat me you know here and there uh, but i've kind of traded places with throughout the season um and i was 1.2 seconds in front of the next closest person which is really weird you know you That's put awesome. on something that makes you stop better and i actually went more quickly but it was really cold i had on yokohama a052 tires which don't take a lot of time to heat up mm. even in cold weather um or you know moderate weather and Miatas are 650 pounds or so lighter than me. So mm. I think that I was able to get heat in my tires, and the Miata drivers couldn't. So a win's a win, man. Congratulations. A win's a win. So and, I'm, uh, some, I'm super some, happy. And also some days when you're driving, things just like yeah, – It clicks. Just, it just clicks. Yeah. And then click. maybe it's a core setup or the car finally, and you're comfortable. So yeah, it was a that's good awesome when you have a good day. Yeah, definitely. Damon, how did the brakes feel? Oh, the brakes the felt ones. great. So I'm running Porterfield R4S pads, which is kind of a, a smaller – American company. I don't think a ton of people run Porterfields, but I was turned on to them and I have them on my Camry. <laughs> so, uh, and they're sort of like a street autocross pad um, and they work great. So, so we'll see where it goes. And if I don't like them by the end of uh, their life, I'll try something new. But street pads are better for autocross yeah. than track pads. Yeah, track exactly. Pads, you got to heat up. You got to heat them up. Yeah. So, the w- not there. When I do track days hopefully next year i'll probably get a set of pads to swap on at the track but i run stock pads on my 996 just basic yeah oem pads yeah i, I don't want to glaze them over or, you know pull them off the pad backing as i've heard yeah you know people who track street pads oh yeah, yeah no i would i mean on the track i would switch it out but for autocross for autocross just, you want them to heat up quick yeah so. exactly so i pulled uh my 87 out for a ride across the Bay Bridge for Cars and Coffee. That was cool. I hadn't driven the 87. Oh, you went to Stevensville? Yeah, I went to oh, Stevensville. Yeah. You should have told me. I didn't know. I thought you were up at um, Hunt Valley. So I did, but... Uh... Did you drive over? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyways, it was cool to stretch your legs on the, the 87. And uh, even though it was, what, maybe 55 degrees, I drove with the top down and bundled up. I never saw up. a picture of your car. I saw all these pictures of Porsches, but not your car. Uh yeah, so so when I showed up, they had like an area where all the Porsches were parked together, but they parked me up with the ex- exotic car lane. You got there late? <laughs> no, I think I got there like uh, I got there at eleven ish. It started at nine. No, 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 no. Uh, this was the you're talking exotics. You're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This was the, the show the after. Yeah, it was the one after that one. So yeah. your eighty-seven cab was an exotic. For that day, huh? I mean, there weren't. I think he just insulted you. (laughs) There weren't any other. They weren't any other air cooled 911s for a while, so I guess it is pretty exotic. Yeah, everything else is water cooled. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) 
<laughs> like saying, I want a Brad Pitt look like contest. <laughs> you won the contest? Very no, it's nice. an awesome car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget you. trying to save his job. <laughs> uh, so you went, you went to Hunt Valley. I'm sure it was a beautiful day and tons of cars up there. Yeah, you can tell it's starting to get a little cooler. And this is near the end of the end of the event. So it was it was packed all that area with cars. But I thought it was a good shot. Uh, you know, my problem, I'm, I'm, unlike you, I, I don't think as a photographer. And I think afterwards, I'm like, that would have been a good shot. I should have taken a photo. But this was pretty cool with uh, Chip Riker's, uh, I think it's a 56 or 57 Speedster with the uh, GT3 in the background. Very nice. But, uh, he, uh, I love how much he drives it, too. And he was telling me uh, what, when it rains, because he got stuck it out in the rain. He has no wipers uh, mounted on that car, <laughs> either. <clears throat> and he got stuck in, a, like, a raging thunderstorm. And uh, he didn't bring his side windows with him. So Ooh, he said uh, the top was doing very little. It was The wind was coming in sideways into the car, and you know, he couldn't see out of the windshield. And uh, he, he was actually made it back to this parking lot and just waited it out. So I'm yeah. very curious. There's there's a friend, local friend. We'll call him Paul Gentili. That, <laughs> that, that he pulls or has been known to take windshield wipers off his cars. And I think that's like a maybe. Did people do that in the 60s? I and bet Yoko has wipers off his car because he lives in San Diego. <laughs> oh. Do you have yours on? I have mine on. Yeah, oh, see, but but that's but, his New York background, though. But is that like is that like a hot rodder thing? Is well, to take your I wipers mean, off? Shave door handles, you know the VW crowd. But you can still like open the, the door, though. Yeah, was it shaved door handles or shaved no, door no, handles? They, you still have an actuator that pops the door yeah. open. You yeah. take windshield wipers off. You the don't windshield. have any, It doesn't pop up automatically. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the same sort of ethos there. You know, it doesn't rain hardly at all in California, so you can get away with it in Maryland. In a couple hours, or they they call no, there no aren't, rain. It can be a thunderstorm. There aren't many places that you could do, you know, without windshield wipers. So I'm just curious, That's like, what, what was that was that a thing in the 60s and 70s that people people take their wipers off? Because I've, I've never cool. heard about that, except yeah. for maybe if you just want to go for that look. I guess on a race car. I don't, I don't use my wipers. Yeah, I don't. So use so them. not I only do they not only up. do they not only do they take the wipers off, but they buy these little plugs like body colored or even black to go over the post of the wipers to make it look like it was meant to be like that. And the race car, I took out one of the wipers because I saw that the factory cars had that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. And then, <laughs> but have you ever driven in the rain Yes, and then with put, one wiper and you're like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then, then I put the second wiper back on <laughs> and you're strapped in, you're trying to look around the area and you can't see anymore because yeah, no. there's rain and. Yeah, I definitely did, and, and I did this back when I had my Fiero in high school. I thought that would be cool, so I just took, I bought one long blade and just put it like across my windshield, so you, yeah, you know, like it's halfway up, and then one swipe, and you're like, uh, yeah, that, that doesn't really work. <laughs> so I, I uh, also, uh, I was trying to, uh, you know, I bought the Cerakote stuff. I bought the headlight restoration kit. Cerakote. Oh. Yep. Yep, and it phenomenal, uh, did phenomenal job on the on our my Z3 headlights, which were like looked terrible and uh i was very impressed so i got the cerakote um trim conditioner that uh tim mcnair recommended on our tech tactics live show and i did the cow exposed cowling on the boxster and it, it doesn't really restore it's new because it's a little bit shinier than uh, the new ones well, are it looks good though but it's, it's uh, it a lot cheaper than buying the new parts yeah and it was really rich, and it wasn't greasy at all. I was, and just the way they advertise it. So of course, I decided I'm going to do the whole inside plastic. Sarah coated the whole thing. Well, yeah, I'm thinking because it's all it's, it's faded and out. And you know? here it goes. 
and I, evidently I didn't prep it well enough. Oh. And uh, uh, so I put it on, and uh, next morning I opened it up. Dandruff. Oh, my God. It's my waist card, too. <laughs> it looked like dandruff? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, man. I had to. So I was still working on it. I read on there you take a magic eraser. You take some um, alcohol. You mm-hmm. basically just start working. Prep is yeah. key. Well, see, I use alcohol to clean it, too. Hmm. I don't know why, because I, I looked it up, and uh, Sarah Coates said if a car's new, the plastic is still gassing, yeah. and that could cause it. But, but this car is uh, yeah, almost 20 years old, so yeah. it's not new. Yeah. Um, that was very uh, strange. So I'm going to give it another try after I get it all cleaned and everything. To uh, it, it, it did the door sills, um, you know, a little shinier than factory, but uh, it lasts long, and it doesn't have that uh, greasy feel to it that uh, some of the other uh, rubber conditioners yeah. So I didn't go anywhere this weekend. It was uh, my wife's and my birthday, so I thought it'd be good to stick around. But um, I did get to play in the garage a little bit. Not not Porsche related, but um, a few. You know, for months I've been looking for, or maybe a year or two, been looking for um, a, a special set of exhausts for my Ducati Monster, and it's it's a '03 and it's out of production for these uh, carbon exhausts and I found a set in Italy while I was on travel and I figured I'd, I'd splurge and I, they, they came like right away. I was so, so nice. Were you amazing. traveling in Italy? No, nope. I was just on eBay. He was traveling and, and looking, on oh, looking at it. The way you made it sound like it sounded like you were in Italy and you found it. I, I was on the road, <laughs> on the road working, but you know, when you're like sitting on a plane or sitting in the terminal, you start looking for stuff. And so I found this set of uh, mufflers out in, uh, so they're Termignonis. I, I think that's how you pronounce Termignoni. it. Termignoni. Termignoni, yeah. yeah. And they're way light. They sound amazing. Really, you're asking Damon how to pronounce it? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I took Italian for a year. <laughs> okay, so. there you go. I took Italian. GN. <laughs> that yeah. explains how you pronounce it. Some of the, uh, think, the Regal. Think, think Yoki, G-N. The Regal. The Buick Regal and Agate Gray. So anyway, so I got to... Uh, so I have my so I put you see on the, the photo there to put it on the bike stand and I'm always leery about doing that by myself so I had my wife help me just hold the bike still and threw those on in about 20 minutes and they sound amazing they weren't that loud but they have like a nice deep bassy tone and so then you I, thought your wife was going to hold this bike up if it started to fall well, she just is that needs, was your plan she just needs to hold it your straight wife, she doesn't she even 100 pounds and weight <laughs> she doesn't need to like you know pick it up she just needs to keep it balanced um, I threw it on there and went for a ride. Sounds awesome. But then my friend pointed out to me, you know, how do you like this? Oh, my God. You know, it's, it's, it sounds good. It's just I, I thought it would be louder. He's like, did you take the inserts out? I'm like, there's inserts? <laughs> so I haven't done that yet. So I figured that'd be like a birthday gift for this weekend where I'll take the inserts out and see how they really sound. Nice. Um, and then the other thing was that's been bothering me is the eight pillars on uh, my 5 Series just came loose, and they're gross, and it's right Does by your eyes. Does that happen to all BMWs? I think my they son's do. BMW went yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I think they do. I think the fabric separates from the backing, and same thing with headliner. So it, it's, it oh, seems... Oh, yes, 3M, yes, multi-purpose. It, it, it is a fairly simple process. Uh, getting the, the panel off of that, that A-pillar can be a little tricky at the end because... Unlike, say, American cars or Japanese cars. like That's your panels. trash can you're using? Yes. Okay. <laughs> panels fit very tight in a German vehicle, so you just have to kind of trust that you pull it and not everything's going to break. So pull it off, pull the fabric back, 
you do a nice, even, light coat of that uh, 3M Super 7.7. Do not put it on the fabric because it'll soak through and it'll look gross. You just put it on. Gonna wait till it gets tacky and then you, you put it on. You let it sit, and that's why I did on the trash can there because overspray doesn't matter, right? So sprayed that, let it sit in the sun. It starts to get tacky, and then you fold it over, and man, it looks the it looks like factory now. And so yeah, it looks good. Um, Did you fully remove the fabric or no? Because it was really around where it says HPS. Um, right. It was sealed very well there, so I was like, you know what? I just, I just, yeah, I just worked around it. So. And it also gives you a point of reference of exactly because I was getting ready to mark the fabric, so that when I put it on, I put it on right. But since it was stuck there, I, I just rolled it over and then and stretched it out. So it was good. You uh, haven't mentioned at all that you. Uh... Started another lap around the sun. I'm um, still mid 40s. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I'm uh, just <laughs> standing in my hair. <laughs> I'm mid I'm mid 40s until I'm 50. So um, yes, I celebrated. But the staff surprised you. They did. So we we were we've been working nonstop on a number of things. So we were just going to do lunch, and I walk into uh, our, our pizza place and. They surprised me. It was definitely a surprise because it was not my birthday day. Um, that's a question mark. In case that's a question mark. Yeah. People watching YouTube are trying to figure out uh, so what number So it's four question is. mark uh, birthday candle. So I thought it was 49. That was awesome. Yeah. So let's see. What else happened? Uh, you want to talk about... Uh, you want to talk about Rensport or you want to go into Ilko's weekend? We can talk about Rensport. Rensport? Um, okay. Let's do it. So we just got back as we're recording this. We got back uh, about uh, 12 hours ago. I guess I got home 11 hours ago yeah. um, from a, a whirlwind trip to uh, to Monterey. Uh, we met the uh, – we're part of the Porsche core team for Rensport, um, and we're very proud that uh, they choose PCA to, to partner with them in putting on this event. Um, we met at the track um, – all I can say is that this is going to be the most epic Ren Sport, and I'm sure you're going to hear it, but being in the meetings and hearing what they're going to do, uh, it's unlike previous Ren Sports. I'm not going to say that it's unlimited budget, but uh, no, yeah. wow. They I mean, were, uh, they've got they, big they plans. Big, big plans. And, uh, you know, if you're on the fence about going to this event, um, there, there's, no, the there's no reason to be on the fence. You just need yeah. to hop over and get your ticket yeah. and make sure that you're going to be there. Because they are, uh, they were comparing, showing pictures from Goodwood mm-hmm. and saying, you know, this is what we're looking for. And events in Dubai, they're yeah. like, hey, we're going to do this, we're w- going to do that. W- what did I say about Goodwood being my favorite event? And I wish Rensport had a little bit more Goodwood. Well, oh. they said they heard that and they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. They quoted you because of me. They quoted you. So they're they're going to build. Um, if people went before to uh, Rensport or are familiar with Laguna Seca on the inside of turn three, uh, they're going to build a, a double decker, two story building. If you've been to um, Laguna this year, you saw that there's already one on the, uh, in the, in the paddock area. Right. It was at the, at the Motorsport reunion. It was sponsored by Haggerty, I think, and had a lot of Haggerty signage. So Porsche Classic is going to set up shop there. Um, they're going to bring vehicles in. It's going to be hospitality. Turn three, turn three on the inside. Uh, well, see, I guess I, it's it's on the apex. I call it. Yeah. Because. Uh, right. Yeah. To me, the inside is the inside of the track. Where technically, this is on the outside of the track. 
if you look at the map of the track. Oh, I see what you're saying so, because but, it bends in. Anyways, yeah. it's on the uh, it's where the 914 and 911 corrals were mm -hmm. last transport. So they're finding a new home for that. And so it basically, um, don't be surprised if the corrals are being moved around when Rensport comes. Um, yeah. They're doing uh, the 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 uh, theme was uh, we're gonna basically use every available spot we can because what they noticed from last Rensport was there was a lot of empty space they weren't utilizing uh, from the over, overhead photos. So they're going to, they've already paved some stuff they didn't have paved before. I think it's appropriate for me to say that Rensport is already breaking records we're, and we're a year out. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they, uh, they brought up several times how PCA broke the internet for, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for their ticket sales. Um, and it, and, Hopefully, um, at least everyone listening to the podcast or watching the podcast uh, took advantage of the uh, being a member and having early access uh, because a lot of uh, stuff is sold out. Mm -hmm. The corrals are almost sold out. There's a few models that are uh, specific corrals that are still open, uh, but it's um, it's going to be a huge, huge event. Yeah, and, and I, I, to put it into perspective, I think Porsche Cars North America and, and past Rensports, we have sort of a a focus on you know being a big event in North America, right? But I think the scope of Rensport Seven is going to be something that they want everyone around the globe to kind of watch. And so with that sort of task, um, they're going to bring their A game in so many different levels from people that are coming, the structures that are going to be built. The cars, I mean, everything they are just going to elevate. Um, and as I said, they're already breaking certain records with um, things that have already been sold. But that's just that's just a little bit of a, you know, preliminary look at how awesome this is. And as Manny said, don't be on the fence. Just just do it. Get your tickets. Figure it out how you can be there because you do not want to miss it. And don't this think you need to drive your Porsche to have a good time. No, not at all. If, you, if you're lucky enough before. to uh, be in the area and have a Porsche, yeah, it's it's cool to be able to park in a corral. But the, most people that I know are flying in. Oh, yeah. And once you park the car and get in the track, uh, you know, that's where you stay. And our tent is, uh, so our tent was, what do we measure, 35 by 60 last time? Uh, thirty-five by sixty last time. Now Are you going to mention my good my good thought I had for the day? Yeah, Vu had an excellent idea. I wasn't thinking that big because I'm so used to Porsche always saying <laughs> we don't have to budget, and then I tell them, "Have you read the headlines about how much money you guys have? Because you advertise accordingly how much money you make. So don't say you don't have money." Uh, but usually that's that's a response to everything is we don't have to budget. I never heard They're that being in this trip. Fiscally responsible, Manny. <clears throat> so. Uh, yeah, Vu recommended. Uh, the problem with our tent has always been that there's uh, cement columns, and we can't put the tent over top the cement columns because of something with fire code. and code. Yeah, yeah. So we were limited in our footprint, and uh, I never looked that forward as far as moving the tent on the other side of the of the of the uh, cement pylons where we had parked cars because uh, the 918 people wouldn't be parking there. Uh, so that opens up a lot of space. So now we're looking at, uh, what size did they measure? Like uh, 80? 40, 40 by 80? 40 by 80. It's yeah, be 40 by 80. Um, and I think it'll, the layout, on, Robert had some photos earlier, but the layout will just be much nicer in the sense where we're going to more effectively utilize the space on, they call it Cayman Island, but it's really like a peninsula. They're looking to change the name because they should change we never name. park Caymans on there. No, no, no. I don't, yeah, I don't know how it became that <laughs> it way. It was a cute name when they first did it in Vernsport 5. Yeah. Uh, but now it's uh, 
Yeah, they're going to think of another name related. So there, to there's PCA. like um, there's like a picnic seating area. There you go. The um, the picnic seating area that we didn't get to use last time because our tent kind of covered it all. So now it opens it up, and that big pad there, we can do a car yeah, display. We're going to move all those uh, picnic tables out and bring in like uh, like I think lounge, sofas, lounge, lounge, furn yeah. lounge furniture. It's going to be very. We're um, talking about having food and beverage in that area as well. We'll have juniors there. We'll have. Um, they basically they want to make the same level of hospitality as other parts of the track exactly, here, exactly. which normally has never been that way. Right. Um, they kind of sometimes, I don't want to say forgot about us, but they let us do our own thing. But uh, evidently the budget's been moved. But again, they want to elevate the experience no matter where you are at the track during Rensport. You're going to have an amazing experience. You don't have to be just in the paddock. You don't have to be just in the VIP area. But you can go to the far ends of the "quote unquote" infield, and you'll have an amazing experience. Yeah, I'm very. Uh, I was very uh, excited after uh, meeting with them and hearing their uh, the plans. Um, and they're they're um, boy they're, they're they're looking at every single angle from uh, you know the media, even influencers. Yep. Um, their biggest their biggest challenge is space. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants to do something, and there's only so much space at Laguna. Uh, because it's so hilly, so it's unlike Daytona or Indianapolis, which is so flat, and there's so yeah. much room to do stuff. Here, you're kind of limited um, of, of the space and that you new, can do and car And new for this stuff. time, new for this time, I think we can say this, is they're now really having to look at the charging infrastructure. Yes. And that's a big deal. I mean, usually at the track, you don't have to worry about that. But with this event, they are, and they were looking at it. But a 30 chargers? I, I don't want to give the details away, but, I you just know. did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many chargers or how they'll do it, but it's just it's just impressive that they're thinking about all this stuff to make sure that everyone, no matter what vehicle you're coming in, you're going to have an amazing experience. Um, they're also looking at venues outside of the track, too. So mm -hmm. for those of you that, you know, have, um, you know, big groups that are coming and stuff like that, don't wait. Start planning and now. We may be looking at doing something too. Yep, exactly. So exactly. It's, uh, yes, it's uh, it's it's very uh, cool to hear that um, they're taking this very. Uh, I'm not going to say seriously, but realizing the uh, importance of mm -hmm. 75 years of Porsche, 60 years of the 911. Uh, because I remember at a time when Rennsport, you know, Germany just wasn't. They didn't really care about Rensport. Not that they didn't care. It well, just wasn't. It was on their three, radar. They weren't yeah. really that uh, involved. Yeah, because it, it was a, a U.S. thing or a North America thing. But now it's international, and uh... yeah, and I can tell you when, you know, I, I was over there a couple of weeks ago. There was there was more talk about Rensport than there was about IPO. People are going. Hopefully, I get chosen to go to Rensport, and if I don't get chosen, I will figure out how to get myself to Rensport. So that's the kind of. You know the waves that they're making uh, for rent sports. It'll be interesting how they're going to integrate lifestyle um, with the uh, racing and you know the keeping that even balance of because uh, obviously they realize that there's people that are coming that uh, aren't hardcore enthusiasts like I am, and they're going to want to see things other than cars. But that's what Porsche but, does, right? They they find that balance and they're 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 experts at that. And you're already signed up for the Ragnar Midnight Run, right? <laughs> Yes, so we did find out um, that there's going to be a midnight run like there was at Indianapolis, and I guess I better start training because you're running the hills. Or the coyotes, I was about to, I was about to say the hills. You? The hills at Laguna are much steeper than at Indianapolis. Yeah, and it, the hills, it's all flat in Indianapolis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
running from the entrance of the track, the main entrance, all the way up, right? Uh, maybe it's just the one straight. That'd be good. It'd just be a drag. <laughs> um, we also took the opportunity while we were out there, it was to visit our um, partners uh, with uh, Works Reunion Monterey and visited the folks at Monterey Pines Golf Course. And, um, you know, at the, at the end of Works Reunion Monterey this year, you know, there were some other things going on, such as um, indie and such. So we kind of did our event and went our separate ways. And, you know, the, um, the, the manager there, he went on vacation. So we really didn't get to kind of circle back together um, and sit with them. So we thought it was a great opportunity to do this while we were out there. Uh, this past uh, two days and uh, we sat with them and I'm happy to report they were just as happy as we were the commander of the base um, is I would say almost proud to be hosting one of the most was this the first time they did a car show or the biggest car show he said first time for a car show yeah they've yeah. never done a car show at Monterey Pines Golf Course which is owned by the Navy Navy right? correct yeah yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we, we, we know what we do right at, at PCA and, and people that come to our events understand, um, you know, how we run our operations, but to someone new, they, they don't know. But now that they've seen that we've pretty much delivered exactly as we said we would, now they have that confidence that, you know, as a partner to, um, their facility, now we're. Now, hopefully, you know, for the next couple of years, they'll be like it'll be much easier, right? Because they'll know exactly what to expect. They said that uh, I liked how when they said that they were uh, very thankful for how respectful the uh, Porsche people were mm -hmm. on the, for the grounds. Yep, and that uh, it was not like the crowd when they do the free concerts or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe laugh. I'm like, who's the artist that you get this rowdy crowd? Yeah. on these free concerts. Yeah, they were ready to golf the very next day. So, but the uh, funny thing was. Uh, and I had to explain to him that not all Porsche people are uh, golfers, mm -hmm. and because he said uh, the uh, only complaint was uh, that some people drove over the um, the tees, yeah, and mm -hmm. or the green, the greens. And mm -hmm. I was like, "Well, I gotta." In their defense, I said, "I am not a golfer, so uh, grass is grass. Grass is grass. <laughs> you know, I've learned from doing events now. Uh, the the really low grass is uh, important, and you don't run over that." I said, "But." Um, we may just have to put uh, some uh, signage and flags so people know not to run over the uh, the important grass. Yeah, and that was yeah. a, that's a, that's an easy tweak, and um, they were very impressed with our, our parking of um, spectator cars, so on and so forth. So yeah, it's all good. So I'm looking forward to being back there next year, and uh, we'll we'll give you guys an update on that later. Um, the place that I kind of wanted to to be on my birthday, but you know, I thought it'd be smart to stay stay home was to be in L.A., um, the L.A. area this past Sunday. And that's why Ilko, uh, we'd love to see his pretty face, but really he's here to give us an update on what he got to do on Sunday. He lives in San Diego, so it's a, it's a what is it, about an hour and a half drive for you, hour drive? About that much, yeah. Depending on how fast he's driving. <laughs> Or traffic, or probably. if I, if I have the uh, HOV lane, which was very helpful with sometimes. You mean the diamond lane, diamond lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, so what car did what you, car did you drive up here? To Luft. Yeah. yeah. My station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll I'll backtrack a little bit because I I don't own a air cooled car anymore, so I I can't even apply to 
to be part of the event, but <laughs> Vu, you were definitely missed. <laughs> I I do I did get rejected once, and I have the T-shirt that says. I was about to say, I remember reject. your T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, um, but and how many uh, how many lifts have you been to, Oka? This is my third. Okay. So, um, it, and each of them has been very different in terms of the location, in terms of the people, and in terms of the cars. So, um, the, the first one that I went to was at the Universal Studios back lot. Oh, and that was amazing. That was um, amazing in, in many aspects, but also challenging uh, in, in some aspects due to the fact that you were the property of uh, Universal Studios mm. and there were, you had to be bust and, and it was it was difficult. Uh, but the, the backdrop was incredible. Uh, the, the cars that they had on display were top notch. And uh, there were a lot of people that I was even discussing that with the folks at Porsche Classic at the time. It was 30%, I would say, Porsche enthusiasts and air-cooled fans and 70% uh, people who are fans of the brand, but not necessarily Porsche owners at the uh, Universal Backlot event. And what you're seeing in this picture here now is this is all Porsche fans. Mm -hmm. it, it's such a different, such a different crowd of people that were really there to uh, enjoy the cars, enjoy each other's company. And um, I thought that this this is the best that uh, of the Luftgekult events that I've been to. Now, were you because were, of, you, were you being in um, Mercedes or being in a car that isn't in the show? Did you park at a different lot and they bust you in, or did you walk over, or how did you get in? So with this event, it was done. It was very easy. I just parked uh, right next door to the location. It, those are a couple of warehouses in Long Beach mm -hmm. by the port mm -hmm. where uh, you, and you see the, the warehouses in the background. Some of uh, the a portion of the warehouse has uh, stores and uh, craft shops and a, a, a beer brewing place. And some of it is open for events, which is where a lot of the uh, indoor displays were, along with the Porsche Classic uh, section. But uh, parking was absolutely a, a breeze, super easy to, uh, to, to, to get in and out uh, this time. I did not have to walk far at all. You just cross a, a traffic light and you're in. And there was a special par Porsche parking for cars that are Porsches that were not part of the event. And that was a sight to be seen as well. It, mm. it's, it was similar to what we do at uh, the... Uh, uh, the, the the corral areas during works reunion, for instance, mm -hmm. and but um, it was it was just a, a really fun way to spend a Sunday with a lot of people that uh, I've gotten to know over the years. A lot of really interesting cars. Uh, my my favorite was a Tangerine Orange nine six four RS three point eight, the white body. Nice. I've never seen, and and I know that they only made a handful of them. Uh, over the years, uh, probably I think fifteen nine six four RS three point eight, and that's a Andy, Singer Turbo study. That's, just that's the no, people watching the same car. That's a Gunther Works. Never mind, my bad. Gunther Works. That's a seventy four three zero RS. Yeah. So there were some really really incredible cars. 
but also a lot of people that came from not just all over the United States, but all over the world. Um, I met with uh, clients from Canada, from Germany, from the Netherlands, and it, it was just uh, an incredible way to spend a Sunday. How many cars were on display, roughly? I would say, so you had the 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 display cars as you can see in the photos here that were spread out inside and some of them outside along with the cars that were accepted for the show probably at least 150 oh wow because yeah mean, it's a big i mean that's a big place because i don't see cars like stacked next to each other and for to be able to do there, that there with 150 sections. cars yeah, there are sections that they had a lot of cars that were stacked next to each other. Oh, okay. And frankly, I didn't take a lot of photos of the event because I was honestly busy talking to people. Mm -hmm. And then Manny texted me uh, on Monday. He said, I want you to talk about Luft at the uh, podcast. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. So I reached out to Jimmy Mitchell, who oh, nice. was also at the event. Jimmy Mitchell is one of uh, PCA's volunteers who takes photos at all of our major events, such he as Parade, Works Reunion. Always has yes, an SLR in his hand. Most of those photos are his. Mm. He's uh, really a, a, a sweet guy to uh, to talk to and, and um, absolutely great photographer. Thank so you, a lot of those photos are, are, are Jimmy's, yes. but uh, And you can see some of the cars perhaps in the background over there where you have a lot of uh, the, um, the the cars that were accepted into the event. How many? But, uh, uh, go uh, ahead. What, what were the hours? How long? So was there was uh, an early admission that starts at 8 a.m. Mm. And late, uh, a regular admission, I guess, which is at 10. And it, it runs until 2. Yeah. So I went, I went for the... Uh, the late the, the the regular admission the early admission is if you wanted to take photos there'll be fewer people and for the first two hours mm -hmm. so that you can take uh pictures unobstructed by the crowds mm. yeah um, that's a, but, that's what's interesting to me is i mean that that's a huge effort uh but in california i think the four hours for an event is kind of like you guys's max like i know in in you know, in the East Coast here, like if we do like a Chesapeake challenge or something like that, it's like an all day. But in, is it is it most shows over there or maybe like four hours max? People got to go home and do other stuff or. Yeah, about that long. Yeah. Um, and it gets it gets hot for the most part. Uh, by the time you you hit high noon, as you can see in those photos, when I got there, the, the marine layer was still pretty thick at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By 11, it was starting to dissipate, and at noon, it was it was getting uh, pretty warm. But thankfully, those warehouses were huge and had plenty of opportunities for you to just go inside if, if you wanted to spend a little time. Also, they have this section that, is, uh, that has tarps on it and, and a lot of tables uh, so that you can sit there and, and have a meal. So did you get a chance to visit with our Porsche Classic friends and see the special Originale? I did. I yeah. saw Bucky and I saw Ray. And uh, they were busy stamping the Originales with the uh, Club Blau spine. So oh, that was pretty nice. cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Sieber was there as well. And I think they said they ran out of pretty much everything within like, I mean, uh, halfway, th not even halfway through the show, I think. 
well, the, by noon they were really busy stamping those and, yeah. and uh, getting them out to people. And and there was a line, quite a long line mm-hmm. of people. Who <laughs> they got get... in trouble. They got in trouble for the line too, because I think the line blocked some other display, so they had to like. Oh yeah, they had to get them out to, from <laughs> from the inside of the yes. facility to to go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so good problem to have. I listened to Spike Scar Radio on the way to work today, and uh, they did it live from the Luft. Did you see them record that, or that? In- I did not see them. I did. They, they were, it was being piped through the loudspeakers for some of the time. I, I don't know if it was the, the whole time or or, or partially, but uh, I, I did hear that they were they were speaking as well. But I did not see where they were. I kind of. I would think that that would be tough to do to to have a live show when you have porsche distractions everywhere i don't know i mean uh, how, how did it come it, off the show was funny as a listener yeah but it sounded like the crowd was not uh into it as they were at a pebble beach where we were in a room yeah closed you, off yeah, exactly. and uh you know it was a uh it it, it sounded like uh, they were struggling to get questions from the audience and uh one of the, i think maybe johnny lieberman mentioned that uh it looked like three people were paying attention to rest eating nachos and talking, <laughs> uh, which, you know, to be expected that, right, uh, right. At, when, you, when you're in an event like Luft. Yeah, plenty of distractions, plenty of distractions in a good way. But uh, I wanted to talk to you more about not just the event itself, but it's now become a whole weekend event uh, because Luftgekult is the culmination on Sunday morning. Yeah. But it all starts on Friday with many events on Saturday. Friday was uh, uh, the uh, Works sort of a kickoff at uh, Gunther Works. They, they had a uh, German theme. And I have to give credit to Cecilia and Peter Nam for opening their doors to all these people and being so generous with their time and showing everyone what what the – Gunther Works brand is about and what they're capable of. And they're just really sweet people that uh, mm-hmm. care about the Porsche community. Yeah, absolutely. They're, well, I'm, I'm big fans of Peter and Cecilia and, and the whole uh, Nick and the crew at Gunther Works. Yeah. And you know, they were so amazing to us for the first Unstock last year. Uh, they will still be involved even though we're not having Unstock at their location because it's going to travel. Um, but they will certainly be represented at Unstock uh, at West Coast Customs. And I saw they had at least two cars there at, at Luft, right? Yes, they had they had those two, yeah. the Speedster and the, and the Turbo Commission, the Turbo Study. Yeah, yeah. So, so Friday was their kickoff. Um, other shops had things going on on Saturday. Saturday there was a um, event at the Peterson. Uh, a, okay. Sort of a, a gathering in the morning. Uh, there was another event at Auto Kennel, uh, which is one of the the, the Porsche uh, sellers in mm-hmm. Orange County. My buddy Ben, uh, the professor, he had a Porsche run, which he usually does around Luftgekult. So uh-huh. there, there are uh, many cars that went up uh, the Angeles Crest and the, the roads up there. And uh, in the evening, uh, there was a, a very cool event at the Hoonigan location. Oh, yeah. Brian? They, yeah, exactly. Brian Scotto and, and his team, they introduced the new Kinesis line of wheels, which you guys probably remember Kinesis from oh, yeah. the late 90s and early 2000s. That, that was the wheel to have mm-hmm, if you yeah. wanted to modify your car. Uh, and uh, they kind of uh, 
faded out after a number of years and uh, wheel pros is the company that purchased them mm-hmm. and wheel pros has been a, a brand that has purchased a lot of other companies uh, roddy form is now under their umbrella and oh. i just found out that hoonigan was purchased by wheel pros as well wow, wow. really purchased by- what? yes Jeez. yeah huh. so that's an interesting so, deal yeah brian was telling me my life is a little bit different now Really oh, interesting. Didn't know that. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So we'll we'll see. Uh, we make contact with them at SEMA uh, next month. Wow. Very cool. Hmm. So let's get in. You guys want to get into some Porsche news? You know, I don't know. Did, did uh, Ilka, we talked ahead of time about because uh, you went to Italy or you went all over Europe, I think. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you got uh, to go to the P- PEC in Italy. Right. Did you send so- Robert his photographs? Uh, I did. I did uh, send some photos to Robert. Yes, and and the reason why I mentioned it to you is because I was listening to your podcast with uh, Paul Greger, and he mentioned it, and I had no idea about that place. The only reason why I found out about it is because one of our advertisers, Autobahn Adventures, had it uh, in their social media that they are taking a group of cars there. So I said, oh, well, I'll be in that area in a couple of weeks. I'll go and check it out. And um, it's just an hour east of Milan and in an area called Franciacorta. And it's a really interesting building. It's, uh, it's, it's made out of wood and oh. it has a real track next to it. I mean, with, with runoff and wow. with... Um, elevation changes the building when you see it it's it's on the right the architecture is really spectacular uh, perhaps robert didn't get the pictures that i sent yesterday of of those uh, uh robert of, can of you the... scroll through those five photos there click the little buttons there you go so it, lo- it looks bigger than um uh yes. la Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and like they have, they have more space. Yeah, go-kart as yeah, well. Yeah, they have the go-kart track. Ooh, wow. So this is all made of wood, believe wow. it or not. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, bent wood. This is uh, Italian architects that uh, that did it. That's and it's gorgeous. only been open for a year. It's wow. really a spectacular mm-hmm. location. Yeah. Well, it looks like it. So sim they, they do have uh, race, uh, uh, sim, the sim racing. They have real racing uh facility with uh, garages if you look at up at uh, sort of like the, the top middle they have a, a exactly the pit building mm-hmm. um, the, the the cart track up on the upper right hand corner a really cool place wow that's big and, uh, yeah it's 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 big and I think that they are building more is this like LA uh, where you can just walk up and go in or is it like Atlanta where you need a reservation that's no, you just walk up, you, you drive in. I, I drove in in my Fiat 500, and um, I parked right in that parking lot that's uh, that you see in the photo. I walked down, and I was inside. No one, no one asked me a question. I didn't talk to anybody either. <laughs> <laughs> just went in, took my photos. As a matter of fact, I took up the uh, elevator to the top viewing deck, and you have a really good vantage point of the whole track. And uh, I took some video there as well. Uh, and how many okay. experience centers are there now? You know, there's two in the U.S. Isn't there one in Toronto? There's Great Britain. Toronto. I think no. Japan Great Britain. has one. Japan, yeah. China. I think there's yeah. like eight. 
I think it's more. Yeah, than it that. sounds about right, if not more. We'll, we'll yeah. have to find out. Yeah, more importantly, how was the uh, gift shop? It was slim pickings. Slim pickings. Oh, okay. All right. I, yeah. don't feel, I don't feel so bad then. <laughs> you don't feel so bad. Yeah. Although Europe is on sale right now, so and by that I mean the euro is very low. So yes. our our, our money goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, in Europe at the moment. So anything that you see at the shop, at the gift shop is probably a good value to us. So to answer your question, um, there are seven. The current experience centers. Oh, only seven? Uh, in Leipzig, Hockenheim, Silverstone, yeah. Le Mans, Shanghai, and uh, Francordia, Italy. Franciacorta. Franciacorta. <laughs> oh, seven outside. So there's nine. Cause you, oh, you're right. You're right. I didn't read that part. There you go. Nine. Was, nine. was Toronto part of, the, uh, part of that list, Manny? Because uh, I think if, if Toronto wasn't, then there's ten. That's that's ten because it yeah. says no, outside North America. Damn Google, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be all smart. I am. <laughs> you have read half of it. Reading stuff from nineteen ninety nine. All right, since you're googling stuff, why don't we go into Porsche news? You want to talk about the nine nine two test mule? Uh, did you look at? Did you click for this when I sent it? No, of course not. But look at the flares. That's what I wanted to show you. Yeah. What do you think of that? It'll go. It'll make production, don't you think? No. It's like um, a DTM car, uh, only Safari DTM or something. I was going to say that the, <laughs> the ride height is what got me, and then the uh, uh, I'm guessing they were trying out the different width wheels or offsets, yeah. And they just put that on for safety reasons. That looks like that guessing. looks like Nakaisan and RWB project started. But I wouldn't even insult RWB by yeah, saying I was that. Say. I said started, not completed. <laughs> that looked like they went to the local Home Depot in uh, Stuttgarten. Made some uh, flares just to stick on. Yeah. And oh. we've been seeing these raised 911s for, I want to say, two or three years now, you know, like spy shots. When are they going to come out with a Safari 911 or an off road 911? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a turbo model with the yeah. air intakes. Air intakes yep. Yep. But look at that ride height, man. That's... Yeah. And look at the difference in the diameter of the front wheel to the rear wheel. The rear wheels look huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's got active aero on the front going on. I don't know how I feel about that air intake if it's a safari car with the dirt and the dust oh, yeah, going true. right in there. And then the big wheels, the small because, tires. Because a lot of these safari good. owners are going to take it out on the dirt. <laughs> well, I'm sure Porsche's designing it as if they would, right? <laughs> right. I think that, yeah, that would be changed for production. It'd be have yeah. some big scoop at the top. I or, wonder do how... what, or do what they did with the Sport Classic, which is turbo, but... They uh, made the intakes and they eliminate the intakes. Yeah, yeah. So the next news item was selling Porsche shares. No, this was the uh, basically how much Volkswagen got out of. uh, Yeah, nine billion. It looks like. Yeah, which was a little bit less than they had thought of. But you know, I haven't a chance to look. I wanted to see what was their total fines for Dieselgate. Oh, much more than nine billion. That's what I thought, and I'm pretty sure that. All said and done, and man, I haven't even really added it up, but it's probably in the thirty, forty, fifty billion dollars when you add I in know, all I, the different losses. I would love and, to hear if someone knows if did the uh, fines. Obviously, they had to deplete their cash reserves to a certain point. So is this? Uh, and I know on the surface they're saying it allows them for more research, more UV, but uh, does it just re- replenish the kitty? Or, I mean, how yeah. much did it, it must have really hurt them? Oh, so yeah, in yeah. March 2020, Volkswagen said that the diesel scandal had cost it 31.3 billion euros. Wow, which probably has gone up since then. Yeah, so that's uh, so. 
uh, I mean, the whole uh, punitive uh, penalties like that are just that to punish you. So maybe it did work out that uh, it did it. But um, and, yeah, you'll probably also read uh, not on this article, but uh, Porsche is more valuable than VW. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's which crazy. means it took a lot for them to uh, to let Porsche go. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they. Uh, yeah, that was. That uh, means they're probably one of the most valuable automakers in the world, behind Tesla, I think. Tesla and is like Toyota or one of those. I wonder. I have to research yeah. that. They're up there. I know Tesla is like a trillion. Bucks yeah, the, or te- the, the Tesla's market cap is insane um, compared to. Uh, I think at one time all the all all the other automakers combined weren't as big as Tesla mm-hmm. as far as uh, market cap. It still boggles my mind. Yeah, it's gone down quite a bit over the past few weeks but still yeah it'll go back up he's, he's gonna buy twitter so <laughs> so i was watching uh uh or i'm still watching this series on uh like how the whole gamestop thing happened and how when elon jumped into that and gamestop stock just went through the roof and i mean he's his strength and his bonus coin and yeah that's crazy. i want to go into it too much i wish i, under- I, wish I understood more of that stuff because i yeah. it, i don't <laughs> So did you hear? See, did you read the article about the uh, Porsche's vibrating car? And no, it's not what you think. It's not. Uh... Yeah, you see <laughs> that string of words together, and your mind goes to, to bad PG, places. Keep it PG. <laughs> We're talking about uh, sound to make the cars more aerodynamic and using the car's speakers. And they're still experimenting. That's uh, you know just something that they're. Uh, uh, so what Wysock does is they uh, they try everything out. Um, and it's but not it's, it's not necessarily new though. Like even in my Honda Odyssey, <laughs> my speaker system pumps out a opposite sound to the road noise to make the interior seem more quiet. But then you ruined that with that big ass subwoofer you put in the back. Right. So when I added the <laughs> subwoofer, I had to disconnect that because it was using my subwoofer to make that <laughs> to make the opposite sound. <laughs> you're which you're made messing it with more... the NVH. <laughs> I was. Noise, yeah. uh, um, vibration harshness. How do you remember that I have a subwoofer in the Odyssey? Because you have a subwoofer in every car you have. Every car you have, <laughs> you have messed with the audio system. Is there a subwoofer in your 911? Yes. Both? What car, has yes. a, what car oh, of wow. yours has a stock stereo on it? Uh, the Honda Fit does it because you already messed with that. Oh my gosh, you're right. Every single car I have yes. has it. Low ass BMW too? Uh, Loanne's BMW. BMW. That's hilarious. <laughs> she doesn't the, one have she never, the one she never drives. She doesn't have a BMW anymore. Well, That's I thought the, the 5 Series was for her. Yeah. You uh, got to keep your lies in, in line here. <laughs> the 5 Series does have a sub and an amp. <laughs> yep, there we yeah. go. I, the, I think is the uh, little uh, the little uh, Japanese pickup. Uh, it's stereo is modified too. There you go. Because it has a Japanese. I mean, I had to because it had a Japanese radio so i had to modify what does so. that mean that it only picks up japanese stations? yeah the the frequencies are different in oh, japan that's crazy. really yeah I didn't frequencies know. are different yeah yeah so the radio doesn't work in the new. u.s so i, I did not realize added that. an amplifier an mp3 and two speakers and a sub i'm still trying to figure out how to put a sub in it <laughs> <laughs> there's limited space where the passenger sits <laughs> yeah so anyways uh yeah it's interesting how they're uh using uh the speakers uh, they're trying everything to make uh, these cars as slippery as possible going through the air because that's mm-hmm. going to be a big game changer when it comes to EVs, not just weight and battery uh, uh, length and uh, you know distance. It's also how aerodynamic the car is going to be. Yeah, but then these cars start all start looking. If you're going for this maximum 
aerodynamic efficiencies, will all cars just look like jelly beans and start looking at the Yeah, same? like science fiction. Ugh. Maybe. Ugh. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to make it look... Uh, I hope so. Um, if it's going to take... If, if they want people to spend a lot of money, yeah. they're going to make every car individual. Well, the fact they're using sound probably means they're trying to o- overcome the fact that they don't want their cars to look like a jelly bean. You know? Use sound waves, right? Yeah. To uh, change what like the ear does. <laughs> yeah, I think those are all designs and shapes that in 50 years time they will all look the same to us in terms of what the cars look right now there yeah. people are going to be saying oh yeah the cars from the 2020s they all look the same yeah. so mm. then they do all right let's go into uh events how what's the latest on uh Unstock? i think we have about 20 uh spots still available yeah, and I think we're trying to reserve some of those spots because we're going to see some cars at SEMA, right? Well, we always have less. Yeah, don't sell them all out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see some cool cars at SEMA. We want to make sure we have room for them. Yeah, but... so far the cars that are coming are, are pretty uh, pretty cool. They're not necessarily a uh, repeat from last year. It's like a different uh, awesome. set of cars. So cool. it's, uh, some of them, a few are, are coming back uh, return, but a lot of them I didn't see the names and the cars are different. Uh, in the registration, can you see are there a lot of first-timers? I would say more than half the field are first timers. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, at least the first timers to Motorsport Ridge, which is what most PCA regions use. So that leads me to believe um, that it's not cars that are commonly seen uh, in the area. Yeah, we're looking forward to. We uh, connected with Lorenzo. You know, uh, Melanie and I. We were on a call and just you know dotting all our eyes, crossing our T's, making sure you know s- stuff with the city, food. Uh, reaching out to all of our sponsors, making sure that they know what they're bringing. I think Toyo themselves are bringing like five modified um, Porsche. So it's going to be a great event. So I guess, uh, you know, I'll put the plug here for Damon. Uh, we're going to be there, uh, what, Friday and Saturday, I guess. Uh, Thursday we arrive. Mm-hmm. And then what Friday time do we sa- arrive? Oh, geez, I don't Pretty remember early. off the top of my head. Pretty early. Probably, hey, yeah. Basically Thursday. Riding side. Are we going up to the uh, up the uh, mountain again? Depends on how you know how things are and if, whether or not we have time. But so, are you trying to plug for one mile reviews? Yes, yes. sir. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, so email so. Damon L at PCA.org. Um, if you have a Porsche in the area, uh, we'll be in Burbank uh, from what would it be November tenth through the thirteenth on the possibly the afternoon of the tenth. And the 11th and 12th, we will be setting up, but we'll happily take some time to film your car for a one-mile review. It takes about an hour to do mm-hmm. the filming, setting up, and uh, getting everything on average. It's about an hour. Yep. And, and we can't uh, guarantee that every person who wants to have their car in a one-mile review will have that done this time around, but we will try our best to accommodate as many cars as possible. And it doesn't just have to be, a, you know, you have you just bought a brand new uh, Porsche. Mm-hmm. And, it could be uh, anything. It could We're be anything. We could have two of the same car if one's modified differently. So yeah. Yeah, I think less. I got you, I think you got, uh, I think I got you an opportunity to drive the uh, uh, West Coast Customs car too. Yeah, that would be Ooh, great. Nice. So we, yeah, at least here on the East Coast, we're entering, uh, we're going to be hitting winter soon. And so a lot of cars get put away. So just yeah. like a squirrel putting away nuts, yeah. yep. we're looking to get some content we can hold are off. Are you going to drive one of Ilko's cars? Uh, yeah, he, Boxer Spider, I think you offered. Are you going to bring the Spider up or are you bringing – well, you got to. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I only have one car that's currently functional. What happened oh, to the GT3? No. Uh, <laughs> that's a sore spot. <laughs> we'll talk about that on another <laughs> show. <laughs> Perhaps another show. Moving along. Let's say it's – 
It's mechanical. Not what? Well, I, I didn't hit anything. Don't. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's a sore spot. Don't, don't go there yeah. just yet. <laughs> but let's talk about the LA Auto Show where there are cars that work. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ouch. I'm sorry. I'm wow. sorry. You set that one up like. I, that was a good setup, though, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, registration for the LA Auto Show is October 19th. We have about 290 tickets available for, I think it's $20 to get your ticket and you get early access. We've talked about this before, so just make sure you mind that. Um, Tech Tactics West registration is currently set for October 24th. Uh, we are very close to getting more details and Ilko, we're actually going to lean on you once we get the confirmation of the location to get some uh, get your eyes uh, on the property making sure that we can you know have tech tactics the way we normally do and logistically you know have everything set so everyone has a good experience yeah, tech you tactics let me is, know where you want me to go yeah the yeah. key is the the uh, audio because uh yeah if the ceilings are too high or all metal uh you know the audio bounces around it becomes a nightmare um mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah. we're not going to use the same facility that we used in the past which was ideal for uh that but we'll uh we're gonna try to make it work out so yeah we'll make it we'll make it work out um recent videos before we get into the videos that are coming up i just want to thank <laughs> we asked people for their comments about flip-flops <laughs> we got a lot and it, it was actually quite enjoyable to read so you know uh here's here's my opportunity to ask you to one if you enjoy the podcast you know give us a like give us five stars uh comment because it really was enjoyable to read all of your comments and uh do that we will read them and uh, we actually write back to you i think someone was looking for um information on how to become a vendor at rensport and uh, many uh, many Contact the track. Contact the track. The track manages all the vendors. That yep, yep, yep. So what's and coming by up? the way, in that regard, yeah, uh, the track has not given any information to anybody because uh, I've been so, asked by our advertisers how to get on uh, the list to even get any information about rates, about spaces, and Laguna Seca have so far been silent about it. And I think that may be because Porsche has not uh, quite finalize yeah, their yeah, yeah. footprint exactly so they can't sell the space that they don't have the uh, we were playing monopoly uh on monday uh i told them i had boardwalk and park place so if they wanted to trade anything uh, it had to be pretty good and so far they haven't come up with anything uh, yeah and I, I think you're exactly right Oko. um it's still important for you to reach out to them to get on the list so that they'll call you when they are ready but yes they're still laying much of the event out which will then you know whatever porsche takes versus what uh space they'll still have available divided into 10 by 10s 10 by 20s or whatever you know the various uh footprints that are available for vendors but yeah you still still should call and get your name on the list but, and pca right. will manage the parking of the corrals we don't manage uh where the corrals go right uh the corral sales that's all the track. So we basically do the uh, uh, footwork on the ground when the event happens. Uh, yeah, they tell us, hey, in this lot, there's going to be X amount of uh, 911s or boxers and Caymans and so on. And then we, you know, uh, figure out how we're going to park the cars there and line the uh, parking spots. Over to you, Damon. Videos. Cool. So videos. Yeah. Some of the ones uh, have, that have been released. Um since our last podcast is, uh, I did a one mile review of a Cayenne Turbo GT. So if you didn't want to watch a 
20-something minute video of Vu going super in-depth on, on that SUV. You can watch my shorter one. Nice, um, nice knowledge drop in the beginning, too. Like, you compacted it. So I thought you did a great job with that. Yeah, it, it took, the, like, I don't even know how many takes. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some editing in there as well. But uh, I tried. Um, we also uh, have a Porsche tour of the Audrain Newport Concours and Motor Week at the gathering at rough point <laughs> yes that, so there's longest a, title in the world yeah right and if you're looking for a good drinking game uh if you watch this video because because damon wasn't there and we didn't take it in one shot so we took it in one shot we took it in multiple shots mm -hmm. so if you watch that video and take uh, uh, a shot every time i say beautiful you're guaranteed to be sloshed by the end of it <laughs> so i'm just gonna call myself out on that one because it's really different when you're doing little segments individually yeah. and i didn't realize how many times i said you know beautiful. You, you said to me because why do you say something about how many times i said beautiful but you remember i couldn't hear you right because we didn't have the right i was just looking yeah. at the audio uh, video as i was filming and yep. making sure that no one stepped in front of us right but the audio you were we were doing we did it with my we, I, we did it with my iphone yeah. and it wasn't you know with uh, damon's normal equipment where he yeah. could hear normally he would be able to hear you what i would I have say. said something if uh you, you better <laughs> you better say something if i'm doing something repeated but anyways that's still a good yeah. video to see uh the cars that we brought at the audrey and again thank you to Donald Osborne and the Audrain crew for inviting us and, and shout out again to um, the Northeast region for supporting us and, and getting those cars. Yep. So um, next one mile review is a 911 SC Vysok edition Safari car, Ooh, uh, which should be car. pretty fun. Vu got to drive that. And uh, I know we had probably more fun on that one than many, if not all of the other one yeah, mile reviews. That car made me giggle. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that should be a, a good one. And then, um, John D'Angelo's 993 Carrera 4 Cabriolet is Kermit. coming up after that. Kermit. So look forward to those two in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've also reviewed a um, Macan GTS. Uh, so one of our uh, freelance reporters did that. And 993 Carrera RS and Carrera, uh, Carrera RS Club Sports coming up. 992 GT3 comparison. Uh, winged car versus touring. So we have a lot of things coming up. In the next uh, few months, when it comes to we, our normal video, we got to get the water pump out before Rob sells a car. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, the water pump video. We, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, um, that, that's horrible. But so, so I also uh, took a lot of uh, videos and uh, did uh, interviews while I was in Germany. I still have to get, I still have to organize them and I'll get them to you. They're fairly logical. I, I try to, when I shoot by myself or, or if I'm with just Manny and don't have you coming, we keep it pretty simple. So there should be some good. I think, German... I think it was an insult somewhere along that way. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some good German content yep. for you to share as well. Cool. Just no, because I, just, you told me that the gimbal doesn't work for, a gimbal had a mind of its own. So yes. the gimbal has always worked for me without fail. As soon as Manny holds it. Boo was moving around so freaking uh, much. And I would try to point the gimbal at him. And I could see the camera on its own just moving. And I'm like, that's not where I want it. And I'm like trying to grab the the, uh, the, the phone and move it over. And, and that's why like, I used to try No, you never grab a gimbal. Well, what do I do when it's going to the left out it's of the screen It's because you're pointing shot? to the left. No, no, I'm actually trying to point right. where he is. 
It yeah. was a. Uh, I think well, we need to give him a training session. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out because I haven't turned it on since you had the issue. So maybe there is an issue. Um, but but yeah, I, it's always worked for me. <laughs> so. All right, guys, uh, we're this one's also an extended version. So um, anything else before we sign off? Think I'm good. Good, Ilko. Thank you for joining us, everyone. My thanks pleasure, for listening. Guys. If you haven't, uh, if you're not currently a PCA member, grab that VIN. Head to PCA.org. We'll set you up. Uh, we'd love to have you as a PCA member. If you're looking for a Porsche, join the test drive program, and we'll show you how to delve into the PCA and Porsche world. Remember to follow our podcast, uh, Instagram page, behind the scenes photos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. You can send us a message via email as well, podcast at pca.org, or again, like, comment uh, on YouTube, as well as on the platform that you're listening to the podcast. We would really appreciate that. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.